follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Stars that shine between the lines. If you would let yourself go, find some place you know. You can use your words, use your hands. You can change the world. Just pretend, express yourself, take a chance, and you'll see who you'll be. It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. Thomas Edison. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jennifer Lee, and today the theme for our show is the gift of optimism. Express Yourself is produced by Style Style, Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. Each week, we bring you a stimulating, mind-bending, motivating program based on a chapter from our award-winning book, Be The Star You Are, for teens' simple gifts for living, loving, laughing, learning, and leading. So to begin this radio uh, show, we're going to read together um, The Gift of Optimism, which was written by Dr. Bud Belanish, which we will, ha- we will have as a guest in our next segment. So, The Gift of Optimism, The Common Sense Guy. Mark Twain once said, All you need is ignorance and confidence and success is sure. He may have been joking, or he may have been serious. Regardless, here's a story that shows that Mark Twain was right, at least as far as I was concerned. When I was in high school, I was interested in writing. I was the editor of my school's paper and yearbook. In the spring of my junior year, the local newspaper, the Beaver County Times, announced a contest. The winners would get a scholarship to the High School Press Institute's summer program at Kent State University. All you had to do was write an essay about why you should be picked for the scholarship. This sounded like a good, good deal to me. I would get to spend two weeks on a college campus, living in the dorms. I'd learn about more writing and newspaper productions. I'd meet kids from all over western Pennsylvania and Ohio. I'd get away from caddying for a couple of weeks, and most importantly, I'd get to meet girls who were from a different town than my own. You bet I was going to enter the contest. I also was pretty confident that I would win. Being the editor of my high school paper and yearbook, I knew that I was one of the two best writers in my high school. I was very confident that I would write one of the two best essays. I worked really hard on my essay because I really wanted to win. I was proud of what I wrote. As I put it in the mailbox, I knew that I had written the very best essay I could. Coupled with the fact that I knew the other kids who might be competing against me, I was pretty confident. Sure enough, about a month later, I answered the phone and the voice on the other end of the line said, Congratulations, Bud Belanish. You're one of two high school students from all of Beaver County who has won a scholarship to the High School Press Institute's summer program at Kent State. Now there was a surprise. I misunderstood the rules of the contest. I thought that two students from each high school would win, not two students from the entire county. There were about 30 high schools in our county at that time. My odds of winning were a lot higher than I thought they were. Yet, I still won. Getting back to Mark Twain and his ideas about ignorance and confidence, I was ignorant of the contest rules. As I was writing my essay, I thought my chances were pretty good because I knew I was one of the two best writers in my high school. This gave me the confidence to not only enter this contest, but to write my best essay. Had I known that I was competing with kids from over 30 high schools, I might might not have been as confident when it came to writing my essay. This lack of confidence might have led to a more timid timid essay and not winning the scholarship. There is a common sense point here, and it's called optimism. Optimists are people who look 
on the more favorable side of events and expect good things to happen. As in my case, sometimes a little ignorance of the difficulty of a challenge helps you to be more optimistic. President Obama is an optimist. I was inspired to work on his campaign after I read his book, The Audacity of Hope. Optimists choose hope. I do, and I hope you do too. Senator Obama puts it this way. Hope is a gall to believe that despite personal setbacks, the loss of a job or an illness, we have some control and therefore responsibility over our fate. I choose optimism, hope, and personal responsibility. I hope you do too as you go through life. If you take advantage of the gift of optimism, you're likely to become a big success. Since I was a boy, I've had this framed on my wall. Embrace it. The Optimist Creed. Promise yourself to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. To talk health, happiness, and prosperity to every person you meet. To make all your friends feel that there's something in them. To look at the sunny side of everything and make your optimism come true. To think of only the best. To work only for the best. And to expect only the best. To be just as enthusiastic about the success of others as you are about your own. To forget the mistakes of the past and press on to the greater achievements of the future. To wear a cheerful countenance at all times and give every living creature you meet a smile. To give so much time to the improvement of yourself that you have no time to criticize others. To be too large for worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, and too happy to permit the presence of trouble. For an exercise... Write down three things that you think you cannot accomplish. Identify the difficulties in accomplishing what you want. Find the opportunity in each of the difficulties you've identified. Take advantage of the opportunities and accomplish that which you thought you could not. And to end this chapter with a quote, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Winston Churchill. Wow, that was an incredibly subtle but still very impactful chapter. Now I'd like to talk about what optimism means to me and I'm a senior in high school so if you've heard me and I haven't been on the show in a long time which and I'm really happy to be back but if you've heard me in my previous shows I tend to talk about school and college a lot just because that's what my life has been about so much these days but I'd like to take you back just a couple months ago, when I, and I still, I must say that I still am slightly um, a pessimist, because, uh, short story, I was always, I always expected a lot from myself, from others, and they never quite met up to that challenge. And this was a long time ago in elementary school. So ever since then, that pessimist nature of mine has stuck with me. And I always, instead of expecting the most I can, I just go a little few levels below that. But that ended just a couple months ago. Um, So around December, I must say, I was all these stress. I was going through college applications. I was applying to around 15 schools, which is uh, more or less a lot compared to the people I was um, friends with. And this is not because I liked so many schools, which I did like all the schools I was applying to, but it was more of the fact that I had a greater chance of going to college. See, if I applied to less schools, and I didn't get into all of them, then I would just go to the community school next to my house, which is perfectly fine as well. But by applying to a lot of schools, I increased my chances. And that was my way of coping. And that was my pessimistic self telling me that that I was not expecting enough of myself. But in December to go back. I was accepted into an early school that I had applied to. And this was crazy for me. I, being the pessimist self I was, I did not expect to get in. I literally 
press the send button, submit button out of complete curiosity if I could get in. And I was accepted into one of the greatest universities on this planet. And I think that that experience completely changed the way I look at things. I used to never expect enough of myself I could be getting 100% on tests, but if I got a 90%, I'd be satisfied. I could be the best at my school, but if I was just uh, if I was just maybe top 10%, I was completely satisfied. But by challenging yourself and being optimistic and having hope in what you can achieve and what others you c- can achieve, you're just setting more goals for yourself. As some people say, I know that obstacles can be seen as an inspiration. And that's how I chose to look at optimism. Just being optimistic doesn't mean that you're cheerful all the time. It means that you're striving for a better you, a better life, a better future. And that's why I was able to um, be accepted into Harvard University, which has been amazing. But... Now, in our next segment, we'll be talking with Dr. Bud Belanish, who also will share my alma mater in a couple months. And I am so excited to be speaking with him. And if you want more stories and encouraging chapters like these, uh, ones that you uh, listen to by Dr. Bud, uh, check out our award-winning book, Be the Star You Are, for teens, simple gifts for living, loving, laughing, learning, and leading. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out our brand new radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more. The new website is incredible. Everybody go out and uh, click on that. Also, please visit our charity site at btsya.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on the gift of optimism. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. 
And I'm Jennifer. Today, our show is all about having optimism. Asian and I will be talking with an author who contributed to our Be The Star You Are book and wrote the chapter we just discussed in our last segment. Dr. Bud Benlanich has is a leadership consultant, career success coach, motivational speaker, best-selling author, and influential blogger. He helps his clients succeed by applying their common sense. Dr. Belanich is a Harvard-educated and on the faculty at the University of Denver School of Business that has a no-nonsense approach to his work and goes back to his roots in the steel country of Western Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. His approach to career and life success is a result of over 40 years of business experience, 20 years of research and study of successful people, and the application of common sense. Hi. Hello. Well, hello, folks. It's great to be talking to you today. Oh, it's great. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. So the very first question that we have, why is optimism so important to one's success? Well, to to answer that question, I have to go back to my uh, early days in the steel country of western Pennsylvania. Awesome. I grew up up near Pittsburgh, and when I was about, oh, 15 years old, I think I was either in ninth or tenth grade, I... um, participated in the Optimist International Oratory Contest. And the topic that year was optimism, youth's greatest asset. And Mm. if you try to say youths, you can tell how hard it is to actually say that, let alone write. write (laughs) Yeah, youths. But, you know, I got very um, interested in the whole idea of optimism as I was researching the topic and doing my uh, talk. And I did pretty well. I actually won my section and then finished third in the state. And I became very much a fan of optimism. And the uh, Optimist International actually has uh, something that they call the Optimist Creed. And, you know, your uh, listeners can actually, uh, if they just go to Optimist International, Google that, or Optimist Creed, you can actually download a little PDF that you can use as, uh, you know, hang in your workspace. And I have one that sits right on my desk, right in front of me. And I really became such a powerful believer in the idea of optimism because I think that, as, as the old saying goes, if you're an optimist, you're right. Mm-hmm. If you're a pessimist, you're right. Yeah. So I would just as soon be an optimist, believe things are probably going to work out, because when you are optimistic, what happens is you tend to do the work that it takes to make you be successful. Yeah. And I think that's what optimists do. Pessimists throw up their hands and say, oh, well, there's nothing <laughs> I can do about it. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. that's why I think that optimism is so important. And you were talking about your section that you had wrote, that little blurb that you had. We actually had uh, our host, Jennifer, read that in our last segment. Yeah, the okay. creed, yeah. Yeah, the creed, yeah. That was our very first segment. Yeah, well, that's a, that's really, really uh, kind of exciting. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah so was... that was actually a really important part of the segment of the show, mm-hmm. so I'm really happy we got to read that. Well, yeah. Good. So when did you first come to understand the power of optimism? Well, it really was, um, you know, when I um, was involved in that contest. And it was very interesting because when I – uh, finished first and I, in my section, I thought I did a pretty good job. I was very optimistic going into the, uh, you know, the state uh, finals. And, I, and I, was, I just got myself into this positive head. And I said, I am going to deliver a great talk because I know what I'm doing. I feel good about myself. I mm-hmm. practiced this. I was so optimistic. And I finished third. <laughs> it was it, it was really unfortunate, and and it was kind of you know my name Belanich. Some people have a hard time pronouncing that, so it was kind of funny when they were announcing the winners. They were doing it like a beauty pageant, you know, third, second, first. Yeah, yeah. And I says, well, here's the third person, and then he starts stumbling over my name. So I knew right then I lost. So I kind of <laughs> get up and I kind of walk up to get my little third place thing, and mm-hmm. I'm all hangdog. And the guy who was uh, giving me the little plaque or whatever I got said, stand up straight, son. That's what optimists do. And, oh, wow. And I, I, I stood up straight, and the Optimist Creed was on the wall uh, all around, uh, you know, in this room. And when I looked at it, one of the things that was so amazing to me 
was it said uh, that I, I focused on what amounted to the seventh point of the creed. And it said, forget about the mistakes of the past and press on to greater achievements of the future. And so it was really funny. When he sort of told me to stand up straight, I did. And that was the first thing I saw. And I said to myself right then, no matter when I sh- how I screw up, no matter if I make mistakes, no matter, I still think I won the thing because I thought I was that good, but (laughs) (laughs) other people didn't. And so what I did was right then I said, I'm going to learn from this experience and what can I learn to do better? Mm -hmm. Uh, How can I learn to be a better speaker? And here I am, you know, um, all these years later, like 50 years later, I'm 65 years old now. Mm -hmm. And um, I still try to learn from my mistakes and I still believe in the whole idea of uh, optimism. You know, one of the other points in the Optimist Creed is look at the sunny side of everything and make your optimism come true. And that's why I think optimism so, optimism so important. Because no matter what, if you fail, if you flunk a, a course or you're applying to college and you don't get into your first choice, yeah. whatever it is, you can say there has to be a lesson in this and what, I, what can I do to be better? What can I do to say, I'm going to make my optimism Mm -hmm. come true, and I do that by looking at the positive, even if something seems at first to be a negative. Yeah. You know, I definitely know how that feels when you feel like you did do something very, very well, and you have that optimism, and then you really find out that, oh, I didn't do as well as I thought I'd hoped. But I like how you use that as a way to really learn from something and saying, you know, even though I failed, that's okay. I could just learn from my mistakes and see what I did wrong. And that's exactly what I did with one of my college courses. I had a public speaking course and I thought I did awesome because I do do public speaking for uh, kind of on the, on the side of what I do with the radio show and my business. I do public speaking and I thought, you know, taking this class, awesome. You know, I'll, I'll be able to ace this and I didn't really get the grade that I wanted and now I have to see what mistakes did I make so I can do better on that, on that the next time. Well, right on for you, Asia, because to me, uh, that's what it's all about. Um, yeah. when it comes, I mean, you, you did the best you could. And yeah. maybe the instructor didn't want to give you, didn't give you the grade that you thought you deserved, but that's his problem or her problem, not yours. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, others' perceptions of you are not you. And yeah, so one, exactly. of the things, mm-hmm. one of the things that you can do is say, if I didn't impress this person as much as I thought I would, what can I do next time to be more mm-hmm. impressive? And yeah. I think that's one of the keys. And that's what an optimist does. An, uh, a pessimist kind of says, oh, well, the world's against me. And, you know, the instructor mm-hmm. didn't like me for whatever reason. And that's why I got this grade that I didn't think I deserved. An mm-hmm. optimist says, let me learn from this so I'll be better next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, speaking of that, you know, it's like people think that optimism can backfire. And it sometimes seems that way because things don't work out like you hope. And uh, I live in Colorado and you teach at the University of Denver. Have you experienced any of that while you have been at the University of Denver where you have this optimism that it just backfires? Well, I don't know if optimism backfires. I think that things don't always work out. And mm-hmm. so, like, you can adopt this attitude that says, oh, well, I was really optimistic about it, and I thought everything was going to be perfect, um, and then somehow or other, whatever, for whatever reason, things didn't work out like I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, chances are, that means, in my case, I probably didn't do enough work to get myself uh, prepared so that things would work out. That's one of the exactly. things that I love about the Optimist Creed, where it talks about make your optimism come true. If you're optimistic to begin with, you're much more likely to do the work to make your optimism come true to be successful. Power and of attraction. Again, say it again. Mm-hmm. Power of attraction. Uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's why it's so important. And, you know, some people say, oh, you're being, uh, I'm a realist. I'm not an optimist. Things don't always work out. Well, <laughs> that is true. But yeah. you can be a realist and you can also be an optimist. An optimist knows that things don't always work out but there's always some opportunity to learn, some mm-hmm. opportunity to get better if you so mm-hmm. choose. Just do the absolute best you can. Yeah, exactly. And so, but, um, uh, so you attended Harvard University, which I will be attending this fall. And I know that, 
Oh, thank you. And um, I know that it's a, it's not really a high pressure situation, but I know that it's it's still stressful because it is a great university. So, is that how you uh, applied your optimism, like with the tests and like not doing well in a class? Is that how you applied it there as well? Yeah, you know, Jennifer. Well, first of all, congratulations again. Secondly, there's an optimism lesson here too. When I was applying, and and I, I, I you know I went to graduate school. And I was already working uh, when I did this. And I had to write you know, a fairly lengthy application and do the, exam- you know, the GREs and um, also uh, write a, uh, an essay and all that. And I sat down one day and I kind of banged something out. And I said, you know, this isn't really very good. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. <laughs> well, what I said was, I'm not going to let myself get away with this. I'm going to write the absolute best application that I can. And so mm-hmm. I worked on for oh, a couple of weeks, you know, in the evenings and over the weekends. And I put it in the mailbox, which is kind of unusual these days. <laughs> but when <laughs> I put it in the mailbox, I knew that I had written the very best application that I possibly could. Good. And mm-hmm. that being the case, I was proud of myself. And even if I didn't get accepted, I was okay with that. Yeah. And again, it was my optimism that really allowed me to say, just don't dash something off. Don't let yourself off the hook to say, oh, well, had I really spent the time to write a good application, I'd have gotten in. I said, no, it's risky to do that. Yeah, they, definitely. Well, thank you. Could have not been yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Bud, we're out of time for this segment, but we will definitely talk more in the next segment. This is so awesome. I'm loving this conversation. But if you guys want to find out more about him, you can just, because it's common sense that you just should find out more about Bud, visit his <laughs> website at www.budbolanich.com. To support our show and these amazing segments by giving a donation to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. And to do this, go to the bethestarur.org website. And we've also just built a new website, so please check it out and follow our blog. Again, that website is www.bethestarur.org. And also Bud's website is www.budbilanich.com. Also remember to visit our new radio site as well, expressyourselfteenradio.com. When we come back from break, we will talk more with our wonderful guest, Bud Belanich. So don't go anywhere. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. 
For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today's topic is the gift of optimism. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And we've had a great discussion so far about optimism. And we have with us again Bud Belanich with us. And he is a leadership consultant, a career success coach, motivational speaker, and best-selling author, and an influential blogger. And he helps his clients succeed by using their common sense to help better their lives. So, Bud, thank you for staying with us here on this show. We've really enjoyed talking to you so far. Well, it's really my pleasure, Asia, and I'm really so happy to uh, have the opportunity to speak with you and everybody else listening. Yeah, so I did want to know, where did you get your passion for business? You know, it's very interesting because when I was a uh, young guy, um, I studied uh, both journalism and community development. Mm-hmm. And I really thought that I was going to be uh, a community organizer. And, you know, that became sort of uh, an in vogue thing back in 2008 when it seemed that uh, our president started life as a community organizer. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was a, a VISTA volunteer, which was meant volunteers in service to America. And so okay. it was kind of like Peace Corps, but it was here in the U.S. instead of internationally. Mm-hmm. And I got... And we did some very interesting training where they really uh, helped us get very clear about ourselves and our values. And I really liked that. And so when I finished my year of service, I um, applied for and got a job training uh, other VISTA volunteers. Okay. And I then continued my education. And I realized that I probably um, could maybe have a bigger impact on more people mm-hmm. if I were doing training in a business setting. So that's kind of, so I've always had the passion for helping people learn and grow, whether it's been doing talks or whether it's mm-hmm. been doing training programs or one-to-one coaching. And I found that uh, business gave me the opportunity probably to make the biggest impact. So it's kind of funny. I had the passion for what I do and business sort of seemed to best be the best way to do it. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. You know, if you have a passion, I think starting your own business is a really great way to get that out in the world and have people see what you're doing. But I also think that owning your own business uh, gives you a lot of experience with optimism and being optimistic rather than being a pessimist. Because when you own your own business, nothing is going to go exactly the way you plan. There's always going to be something that gets in the way or some sort of obstacle that you have to get past. But I think that just gives you more of an opportunity to be an optimist and to say, you know, even though that something isn't going exactly the way it should be, maybe I should do it a different way and it's probably going to be more successful. Well, Aisha, you are wise beyond your years. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. And, and, you know, it's really funny. I kind of uh, uh, tell people, and, and it's not really a joke, but I say it jokingly, that every year on New Year's Eve, I stop and I take a minute for myself because I've been in business now for myself since 1988, and Mm -hmm. sort of have a little silent toast to myself and say, made it through another year without a real job. And and starting a business, starting a business is, I think, a supreme act of optimism. Starting a family is a supreme act of optimism. Mm -hmm. And so anybody who has the courage to do something, particularly when they know things are going to rise or fall Mm -hmm. on their own shoulders and their own efforts, I applaud them. And that really is a tremendously optimistic thing to do. Yeah, it's definitely taking risks and saying, you know, things are probably going to go crazy, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there could be a misunderstanding between optimism and naivety. You know, being an optimist all the time and saying, you know, everything's going to be perfect all the time. And, and then being a realist saying, oh, well, things could go wrong, but, you know, things could go great too. And do you think there's a, there could be a relationship between optimism and naivety? Well, I can give you what I think is a good example. Um, you probably have heard of uh, the book and the movie, The Secret. Mm-hmm. And it's, yep, it's all I've watched about that a couple the, times. The Law of Attraction. Yeah, The Law and, of Attraction. Yeah, and The Law of Attraction basically says something like, um, th- think believe and, 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 and get what you want. And I, mm-hmm. those aren't the exact words, but I it's always say that um, 
after you define what you want and you believe what you want, there's this little like two point B in there, and that's work your butt off, and then you get yeah. what you want. Oh, you know, yeah. ask, believe, receive. So ask, believe, ask receive. the universe yeah. what you want, believe that you're going to get it, and you'll get it. I think that's naive. I yes. think that ask the universe yes. for what you want, believe that you're going to get it, and do the work that it takes to get yes. what you want out of your life and your career. Yeah. Uh, then you're likely to receive it. I do think that the universe yeah. or whatever does reward people who enthusiastically mm-hmm. act on what they want from it. But just merely staring at a uh, golden necklace in a store window and seeing, envisioning yourself wearing it on your neck isn't going <laughs> to get it for you. Isn't wishful gonna get thinking. It you. Congratulations yeah, on the wishful work. thinking, but... <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, to me, that's, that's, that's the naive part. And unfortunately... What's happened with a lot of, um, you know, sort of self-help stuff is that Mm -hmm. people do like to take the easy way out. So, boy, yeah, wouldn't life be great if all we had to do was ask, believe Mm -hmm. that we were going to get what we wanted and just automatically get it. And that'd be wonderful. But I do think that... Go ahead, I just think, I don't know, it's okay. I think that the secret, you know, what we were just talking about, you know, ask, believe, receive, they do pinpoint, you know, being an optimist, believing that you will be successful, but I do think they miss that part where you have to work your butt off for something that you want really bad. And that is a huge part of it too, you know, awesome that you are an optimist, but are you going to work hard and be optimistic while you are working hard towards that goal? You got it. I mean, like I said, there's ask, believe, receive, there's two B which is, you know, uh, point two, point B, which mm-hmm. is work hard at it. And, yeah. you know, and if you're not optimistic, you're not going to work hard. I yeah. mean, it's, to me, it's as simple as that. You're and not so, encouraged. Like, you know, if, if I think that, boy, I'm going to do all this stuff and I'm not going to get anything from it, why do it? But if you really believe yeah. that if I put in the time and effort and good things will happen, mm-hmm. chances are they will because you are willing to put in the time and effort. Yeah, you're putting 100% in because if, even if you have the slightest shred of doubt, it's going to be 99% or lower. You're not giving your full 100% of, of uh, effort. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you there so much. Uh, I think that you're absolutely right. You know, doubt creeps in and doubt, you know, feeds fear. And, you know, fear is a big enemy of uh, success and self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways you fight fear is that you're optimistic about what you can achieve and you're willing to put in the time and effort because you are optimistic. Yeah, exactly. Now, you have written numerous books. I see you have The Solving Performance Problems, The Leader's Toolkit, Climbing the Corporate Ladder, ladder The Four Secrets of High-Performing Organizations, Straight Talk for Success. It's all very encouraging and optimistic books and very enlightening books. Can you tell us about how you got to be an author, how you published, you know, your successes, everything about that? Can you just give us a little bit of a story behind that? About half of my books are Mm -hmm. self-published. The other half are published by a business uh, press. And the self-publishing thing, I guess, is also an optimistic piece there, too. Because it's very difficult in the sort of... um, human development field um, or self-help field to get books published. Um, Yeah, I've heard. (laughs) It's just really hard. And so I ran into a couple um, uh, roadblocks. And finally I decided I'm going to self-publish this. And I so I set out and I said, I'm going to learn everything I can about self-publishing. And then I'm going to self-publish these books. And, you know, it's really funny now as the world has kind of caught up if you go to my Google, uh, I'm sorry, my Amazon page, um, my books look no different than any other uh, book uh, that you might find there, and you never tell that they're self-published. So <laughs> I was self-publishing before there was Amazon and all that. But again, it was to me, I thought I had something to share. I thought I had an important message to share. And mm-hmm. so what I did was take the time to get this stuff written. And, and I must admit, writing comes reasonably easily to me. Um, That's good. And to fight through the barriers that I was finding with traditional publishing and mm-hmm. be able to get my book out there. I wanted to have my books published because I wanted people to see them so badly that I was willing to go a route that, um, at least at the time when I first started doing it, was considered to be not real cool. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, how hip are you if you can't even get somebody to publish your book? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's changed these days. And, yeah. Uh, 
But I mean, again, I thought that I had a message and it was is borne out. I mean, uh, a couple of my books have become Amazon bestsellers and I'm very That's proud good. of that. Awesome. That is so cool. And I feel like, you know, especially with self-publishing, now it is the way to go to self-publish your own books, but it still takes a lot of persistence because before you decided to do that, there were a lot of no's. Um, people telling you, no, we can't publish your book. So instead you decide, no, I'm just going to publish my book myself. That takes a lot of courage, I believe. Yeah, you, you just have to, to believe that you have something to say. And, mm-hmm. and again, it's like... Um, if you really do, enough people are going to say, yes, I like it. I, I actually met somebody who had read one of my – it was a student of mine, actually, and she would read one of my books um, before she took my class. And um, she said, you know, now that I know you in class, when I, uh, go, when I went back and read uh, one of your mm-hmm. book, um, yeah. it's almost like you were talking to me. Your same enthusiasm that comes across in class comes across in your book. And I thought, boy, that was high praise. That was so yeah, cool. She said exactly. That. Well, we are down to our last minute, actually. Do you have anything to add, any encouraging words to our listeners at all? My, my words are believe that things are going to be good. And mm-hmm. if you choose to come from that life perspective, that optimism, that things are likely to work out, when you come from that perspective, you're more likely to do the work that it takes to make things work out. And when you do the work that it takes to make things work out, they almost always are going to. But it begins, in my, from my perspective, in your head, making a commitment to saying, I, Bud, I, Asia, am really um, committed to uh, believing that I'm, I have the power, my own power, to make things work, and I'm going to do the work that it takes for me to be successful. So that's about the best thing that I can tell you about optimism. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, bud. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You were wonderful on the segment. Thank you very much. We can't wait to hear from you again. And to find out more on Bud, check out his website at budblanich.com. That's B-U-D-B-I-L-A-N-I-C-H.com. And check out his books. During the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. Don't forget to check out our newly refurbished site. We think you'll love it. And when you come back, we will be continuing our inspiring conversation on optimism. Stay right here with us for more empowerment and entertainment. I'm Asia Gonzalez. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bon appetit! You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm your host, Asia, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of optimism. For this segment, Asia and I will be having a conversation on how we use optimism in our lives. 
So, Asia, how do you use optimism in your life? Or, Ugh. like, what way would you utilize it in your... Well, okay, that's very tough considering how many things have gone crazy in my life. And I'm pretty sure that applies to everybody. But with optimism, it's kind of, it's been used as a source of encouragement when failure comes along. Uh, because I am in community college right now, and there, there is a class that I'm in right now that I just, I can't do because I don't understand it. And I thought I was going to be able to do it, and it's just been super difficult and um, I've been really worrying about what I'm going to do about it, but I am optimistic about the fact that, you know, I'll be able to figure everything out, I'll get everything um, sorted, and once I get my other class that I need, it'll be okay. And mm -hmm. I was really excited about this next semester, knowing that, you know, everything's going to be cool, I'm going to get all my classes done, I'm going to get more education on business, and uh, now that I have this class, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do about this? You know, there was literally one day where it was a Saturday on the weekend. I was working on my business class all day long and I take a test and I fail it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do with this? So, <laughs> so, you know, I've been classes, there. I've yeah. been there so many times. Oh, my gosh. So I'm thinking, oh, man, you know this is just not going to happen. It's, it's just going to go badly. And, you know, now that I think about it, you know, I'm going to have to tell myself things are going to work out. You know, you're going to find something different. There's going to be a different solution. All you have to do is just work at it. Yeah. Oh my God. I've, I, I don't see, I used to think that optimism was like this happy go lucky person yeah, exactly. that is like really annoying and like is always telling you to look on the bright side of things and how the <laughs> glass is always half full. And I, and yeah. because of that, I was, I was one of those realists that Bud was talking about for such a long time. And I talked about this in my, in my first segment, but I realized that optimism isn't just about being cheerful all the time. It could be if that's how you take it. But I think mm -hmm. it's, it's just, um, it's just a way to uh, inspire yourself to just reach higher and just yeah. do better. I think of it as inspiration and encouragement, mm -hmm. yeah. not just, you know, as in uh, with the last segment, we talked about how uh, optimism could be related to naivety, you know, mm -hmm. thinking that everything is just perfect all the time. Nothing can possibly go wrong. And that's not true. You know, it's knowing that, you know, things could possibly go wrong, but things could most likely go perfectly. Yeah. Definitely. And that's what I've had to learn with the experiences that I've had with owning my business and, and uh, public speaking and college and stuff. I've had to learn that pretty quickly. Otherwise, I would be a pessimist right now. <laughs> yeah, you never know. And I just think that it's always, when you're negative and you think about what might go wrong and what might be, um, uh, what, what mistakes you might make, there's more chance that you'll actually make them when you, mm -hmm. uh, rather than when you look on the bright side of things. Yeah. And I know it's really hard to look on the bright side of things, quote unquote, but I, I yeah, think it's, it's, it's uh, pretty hard for a reason. <laughs> it is, but it's worth it. And, but unfortunately now we have no more time. My goodness, that went really fast. But uh, thanks to Star Style Productions at Cynthia Bryan at Be The Star You Are and our Voice America crew, uh, especially engineer Mike. Thank you very much. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Stay tuned after we say goodbye because following our show, Jennifer, our resident star singer, <laughs> showcasing our, a song that will pump you up. I'm Asian Gonzalez. Stay tuned. And I'm Jennifer Lee. I've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, go to www.btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be optimistic, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Came like cinnamon, so sweet. Little girls double dutch on the concrete. Maybe sometimes we've got it wrong, but it's alright. The more things seem to change, the more they stay the same. Don't you hesitate?
for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine. Between the lines, if you would let yourself go, find some place you know. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.